What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Outside the Cage. I'm your co-host, Jalen. My other half right here is my dog, Eric. How are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. On Finally recovered from Hollow Weekend. You already know. Hollow Weekend. Can't lie, Santa Barbara... Santa Barbara let me down a little bit. I was expecting more. Like, it was still cool out here, but I don't know. I almost feel like the 661 might have been a little better. I, was, I mean, it was cool. You know, we have our spots, um, just like you probably do up there. What was your costume? I I was just a cowboy. I wore this, and then just like a brown mm, shirt. Yeah, we'll mm. say that. We'll say that. I should have got a pickup. I saw your costume. Show, uh, yeah, yeah. I should I should have got a I should have got a solo pick. We can't post the pictures that I have from copyright or right. what's it called? Yeah, I, I know it's called, I know what you can't mean, I think mean, it's copyright, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh but yeah. I was Sugar Sean. Um well so two things. One, um so I had the wig on and I had a, a Raptors jersey on and then I had the glasses on and then I had like a big chain. So you can kinda like tell if you know like enough, enough whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like in line at the club, and this one dude's like, "Hey, bro, are you Sugar Sean?" I say, "Hell yeah, I'm Sugar Sean, right?" So I'm like, "All right, my costume's fucking here, right?" So then I'm at, so then I'm at the bar. I'm talking to this girl, and she's like, "Uh," and she's like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "Who do you think?" And she's like, "Was guessing." And she, I was like, "UFC fighter." She's like, "She's like, oh," she said, "I know who you are." She said, "You're sugar free." <laughs> Man, dude, that just shows that he's breaking through, man. He is breaking through. Conor McGregor never had a costume. Nope, not like this. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. You'd have to like look like Conor. You'd have to do the fake tattoos and stuff like that. Go shirtless, have some coke. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I for sure would have. The original plan, my shit didn't come in. I was gonna get a. I was gonna get a replica belt. Ooh. I was gonna get a replica belt, and I probably would. If I got a rep, if I would have got a replica belt, I probably would have went shirtless. But since I, but since I like didn't have the belt, I kind of had, I kind of like had to. Wear, I was gonna wear a sugar shirt, but I feel like the jersey set it off more. The jersey was dope. Yeah, that's kind of. I feel like it would go like number one would be one of those empty suit jackets like he wears, and then the jersey. Jersey was money though, especially because it was purple. Was it the T Mac? Yeah, vintage. Top top five jersey in sports history, right there. Anyway, yeah, facts. But yeah, man, what a weekend it was. We had some big storylines. Let's get right into it. Um, Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou. Tyson Fury wins by split decision. Um, Francis Ngannou drops Tyson Fury. I think that's that was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, obviously, on one scorecard, he won, so it was close. It was split. A lot of people were saying that he won, um, but I've also heard a lot of people saying like kind of how I always come on here and say whenever it's whenever it's like a um, close fight, like just because the person who loses doesn't mean they got robbed. So I don't think anyone on here is saying Francis got robbed from from like from the people that I like trust that are like unbiased. They don't mm-hmm. think they don't think Francis got robbed. They just think it was super close and it could have gone either way. Again, doesn't mean robbery, but um, again, it's kind of not like UFC where you kind of like if it's close and one guy drops the other guy and the other guy doesn't you kind of lean the guy that dropped the guy but um i guess boxing is different but yeah i mean what was your did you watch it what was your reaction yeah so i was golfing when it happened so i was kind of watching it like you know between shots and stuff like that 
but I went back and watched the full fight after, and it was close. I do think Fury probably barely. Yeah. I think Fury won more rounds, but Francis Ngannou one hundred percent won the night because he shocked me. I think he shocked ninety five percent of fight fans because. Like I was saying all before this, it's two different sports. Boxing is its own thing compared to MMA. And Francis went in there with arguably the best heavyweight of all time and fought him closer than probably anybody in Fury's career besides the first Wilder fight when Wilder basically KO'd him. So huge, huge ups to Francis, man. We were both skeptical when he left the UFC. We didn't really think it could get better for him. But I think it's fair to say that it has. He's been the talk of the fight community ever since that fight. Eddie Hearn's thrown his guys out there. It almost looks like Francis is the new cash cow in the heavyweight boxing division, which is wild after one fight. Does he... uh, Do you think he regrets signing that deal with PFL? Because they're talking about now, like he's a legit boxer. Like he's going to fight Anthony Joshua... Fury's gonna fight Usyk, and the winner's gonna fight for the belts. Like he's in that conversation. Like he's a top ten heavyweight in the world right now. Like boxing already. <laughs> that is so crazy. That is it, crazy. You, you see what Uncle Chael said? Crazy. He said, "Well, I guess Francis proved that boxing's not a real sport." For, <laughs> just because, like yeah. the fact that he was able well, to so go. That's kind of, and I was kind of, and I was kind of. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about this today. I've made that point before about the UFC guys going over to boxing. We get a bad rep because all the UFC guys that go over to boxing are fucking old. Mm-hmm. I've always said if we can get a UFC guy in his prime while he's in the UFC to go and box, we have chances to win. Like, in front of the prime as a prime, there's been some Um, I mean, like, if somehow we were able to get Izzy to box Jake Paul, like, Izzy wins that. Like, so I think that all these people that, for all, like, this past, like, since the celebrity boxing has been a thing, like, that the celebrity boxing has been a thing, like, it's always old UFC guys. And it's always, a lot lot of times, non-strikers. There's never been really a UFC boxer striker in his prime that fought up, that fought a boxer. Yeah, I mean, the closest we've seen is Mike Perry, and he's doing bare knuckle. And look at Mike Perry. He's been freaking running it over there in bare knuckle since he came over from the UFC. And it's not like he outstruck everyone he fought in the UFC. Like, he had gotten outboxed before, but he hasn't bare knuckle yet. Obviously, he's not fighting, like, top boxers, but still. I, I got an interesting quote, or I got one question for you before I read the quote. So if you're Dana White and you could travel back in time six months or a year ago do you keep francis on the roster and let him box fury like what dana did with connor just in hindsight obviously jones he didn't know jones was gonna get hurt and i think well it's hard to say in hindsight because if he does that jones fights Ngano. i meant not my bad i meant not in hindsight like not knowing what we know now um, I mean, I don't see, so I don't see what the, how the timeline would have worked because, okay, if he says, we'll sign you to a deal, you can box. Does he sign the deal box and then fight John Jones? 
or does he fight John Jones and then box? Because if he loses to John Jones, that fight's less valuable than it was than it was this past weekend. Um, yeah. Do I think? I don't know because I one I don't think Dana White regrets anything. Um, so I'm trying to put myself in his shoes here and think as like unbiased as possible. I don't think so um, because I think if you do that, it opens the floodgates to a lot of other people. Um, and don't get me wrong, I think Francis is, Francis is a star. But the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather thing was just another world. Yeah, that's another world. That was that was. I mean, I, I'm sure the Francis and Tyson fight did great numbers. I doubt it was a super huge fight. Um, but just the Conor and Floyd thing was just different. Mm-hmm. That dude, I still have people who aren't even fight fans when they when they realize I like UFC and MMA and combat sports. That's the first one they bring up. They're like, "Oh, you remember Conor Floyd?" Like yeah, it was some legendary was, yeah, fight. Was, like the fight itself wasn't even anything crazy. It was just the build up and the promotion yeah. and the anticipation and everything. Yeah. So I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he regrets it. Um, I think. I think he regrets missing out on the John Jones and Francis fight. I think that was the mm-hmm. one that he regrets. I don't think he. Reg- I don't think he regrets letting him leave. Because I think Dana's just who's Dana is, and that's why EDOC is what it is. Because of that, he'll let people like that walk. Um, but obviously, like when you lose someone like that, yes. You regret it, but I mean, show goes on. Yep. One other, I I saw a comment kind of um, siding with what you just said. They said, "Yeah, it kind of looks like it hurts Dana right now, but in the long run, he kept the brand what it is. He didn't open that floodgate like what you were saying about just letting yeah. everyone do that." And when they say, team, when they say it hurts, it hurts them. What does it hurt? I don't know. I mean, if Francis was still in the heavyweight division right now it would be a lot bigger of a draw whether he lost to John and it was a rematch or he beat John and he was fighting Sergey or Aspinall yeah, or Stipe three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I think anytime you lose, I mean, let's look at any division, obviously the heavyweight division is different. Um, but any, I mean, anytime you lose a, your champion or a star, it hurts. So I don't mean, yeah, yeah it hurts. That, that's that was rare occurrence. I don't remember like since I've been a fan of them ever like just losing a champion like that, like just to another deal. Like that was that's crazy in general. Um, but yeah, shouts Francis, man. I've 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 been on here personally hard about Francis, saying I didn't agree with what he was doing, but he proved us all wrong. Not only not only did he prove us wrong from a money standpoint, financial standpoint, he proved us wrong as like he can really box and he can really he really mm-hmm. yeah took it to cool. took it to Tyson Fury. Um, and I, what I, what I don't think is people are understanding and like a lot of people say Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight of all time. He didn't come in I and fight. I think so. he, didn't, he didn't come in yeah. and fight these, these other dudes. Like he fought a legit heavyweight, undoubtedly top three heavyweight of all time. Yeah. Like it's like if, um, I don't know if some UFC fighter left and fought Canelo or something like that. It's literally the same thing. It's dude, I think this makes yeah. I think this makes serial striking look even more unbeatable too. Because I just keep thinking about how silly Cyril had Francis looking on the feet. I know I know different sports and everything, but we still have not seen anyone just do that to Francis on the feet. Even Tyson Fury with his own rule set. Yeah. And I so so kind of we already kind of touched on it but dan hardy he had a good quote about why um 
Dana probably also doesn't like to have UFC athletes go into other promotions. He said, if you look at someone like Sugar mm-hmm. or John Jones, Dana doesn't want to take that risk. You remember when he took Chuck Liddell over to Pride and Rampage beat him up? That kind of burned him, and I feel he's been very, very reluctant to risk breaking his toys and other people's promotions. That's a true thing, because if your guy loses, then he just loses a lot of hype, and it takes money out of the UFC's pay-per-view buys. Yeah. It it kind of has to be like, I guess the Tyson and Francis fight would have made a lot of sense. Um, cause the reason why the Connor and Floyd made fight made sense and it, it didn't take away from Connor's stardom was because he, Floyd was the greatest boxer of all time. So no one expected Connor to really win. Yeah. So I think this situation would have been the best situation for Dana White to have Francis fight Tyson. And then, um, it's close, it's close. And Dana can say he dropped him and we're the UFC. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back and fights John Jones again or Sergey, however it would have played out. Um, but yeah, I think he it's a risk like when people are wanting to fight like Jake Paul. That's a risk. That's 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 too much of a risk that I wouldn't take for what what does that do for us? Yeah. But yeah, it's I mean, like I you're expected that, to win, and if you lose, it's the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like the Tyson this fight, yes, would have been a great situation for Dana. That would have been a win win. Um, but it's hard, you just never know. Like you really never know. I generally think he had a lot of faith in Connor. Connor was the bigger guy, Connor had a boxing background. Um, Connor did well. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't think he thought Tyson or friends had a chance against Tyson. So that's the difference. There's a lot of other reasons too, but so looking back at it now, do you, does John Jones beat Francis? Bro, I, I don't know, man, because Francis is, I bet he's a tough guy to take down. We saw Stipe do it in their first fight, but that was before Francis had been grinding at extreme couture. With we also got a shout out Eric Nixick. He has been on a roll this year. Flowers. He's looking like he's looking like the coach of the year at the moment. Um, so yes, Francis has been grinding in that gym, which is one of the best places to learn wrestling in the whole country, like in terms of MMA gyms. And he's bigger than John. He's a freak of nature, and it's not like John would just be able to kind of lunge in there like he did against Cyril. I guess he could duck a punch and take him down, but. I don't know. Dude, we just didn't get to see much of John at all. He just made it look so yeah. easy against Cyril. It's tough to really gauge him still. Yeah. So I, um, I kind of side with Francis, speaking. though. I'll give an answer. I, I'm going to side yeah. with Francis. What about you? All right. I'll rock with John. Speaking of, though, not seeing enough of John Jones. <laughs> we get the breaking news on Tuesday, my birthday, Tuesday night. Um right? Torn pectoral. Um out for eight months. The fight with Stipe is off. Um, I heard a rumor. I no, okay, I don't want to see a rumor. I saw it. I don't know if it's true. Did they release Stipe? I don't I, ooh, I don't think so. I'll check my sources right now, but wow, well, that they, would be either way. I heard that they didn't even they didn't even offer Stipe the the Sergey or the um Aspen fight they just said that this is the fight um i know it was a busy weekend and i know that tyson and francis kind of stole the show but this news of john jones being out eight months is not getting i don't think it's getting talked about enough this is huge i just don't think we ever see him again i don't think i mean he was gonna retire after this 
Because yeah, it was probably was, in his mind. My bad, what were you going to say? I was like, it was just like that fight was going to be so huge. And now that it's gone, I just don't think we ever see it again. And even now, it was like, even now, it was probably five years too late. But even now, it's like, when do we see it? Steve is going to be out for two, three years. So it's just, that was, I just think that it's not being, I was thinking, when I was thinking about it on the way here, I was just like, damn, that's huge news that I don't think is getting talked about enough because it's, that's, that's big. Mm. I honestly, dude, until you said that, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that is a very real possibility because John already went out there, won the heavyweight belt, certified, stamped himself as the GOAT. This fight against Stipe was a legacy fight. He was getting a chance to take out another legend who was 40 years old. So, I mean, yeah, I don't really think John would want to come back and fight the winner of Aspinall and Sergey. Stipe, he was... I feel like Stipe and John, they were both, they had their eyes set on this date. And they were like, after this, we're done. It's time to just go off yeah. into the sunset, retire. So you move that back another eight months all the way to next fall. It's a long time for John to stay disciplined. Yeah. Out of jail. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I honestly don't trust John Jones too with like eight months of not being able to train or however long it is before he can train. Mm-hmm. That's eight months before he can start training again. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, that, that, that was really devastating, really, yeah. really devastating. I felt that one. I that one hurt. That one hurt. Mm, I hadn't thought of it that way. I was just kind of bummed. We were missing it right now, but we really might not get to see John again. Now that you say, no, it. I don't think we see him again. I don't think we see him again. I hope you're yeah, wrong. But now we got the new matchup. Tom Aspinall, Sergey Pavlovich. They move that to the co-main. They move, um, Yuri and, um, Pereira to the main event. Um, in this matchup, who do you like? What do you see? Man, I keep on, dude, I keep on going back and forth because Sergey, he's he's not just like a, a wild thrower on the feet. Obviously, he does just throw crazy stuff, but he's technical as well. So he's not just going to be sloppy out there. But I think Aspinall is just so much better on the ground. If he's able to get it there, he's going to win the fight because... I saw Pavlovich earlier in his career. Uh, who was it against? Might have been against like Overeem or someone like that. And he just took him down, grounded and pounded him, held him there, made it look easy. So, I'm, I mean, I'm sure Sergey's been working on his grappling, but I still like Aspinall. I just think he's a more well-rounded fighter. And we haven't yeah, seen Sergey. It was Overeem. That's his only loss in the UFC. Only loss yeah. ever. It's a trip watching that fight. Overeem just takes him down and Khabib's him. But, um, yeah, man, we haven't seen Sergey outside of the first round yet, right? In a really long time. Yeah. So I think it's, if, I think um, Aspinall's good enough to survive the initial. He hasn't, out, he hasn't been out in the first round. You lagged out there since when? All fights. Um, Ended in the first his last fight that didn't end in the first round. His last fight that didn't end in the first round was 2017. Jeez. He's so, never been out of the yeah. first round in the UFC. He's never been out of the first round of the UFC. I think a good bet here would be Sergey first round TKO. And then also do Aspinall in rounds two, three, four, or five if they win. have one of those. Um I so I haven't really dove into this fight much. I'm just kind of looking at like how I would look at it, how I would start breaking it down. Um, I'm going to tell you some names here. 
Marcelo Gom, Maurice Green, Shamil Abdurakmanov, <laughs> Derek Lewis last year, Tai Tuivasa last year, and Curtis Blades. Those are Sergey's wins in the UFC. That's not a title resume yet. I mean, the way he's done it has been, but... Yeah, the way he's that's... done it, but just to warrant, like, I'm thinking, like, he's... Because, like, when I first looked at it, I was like, damn, Sergey's going to roll over this dude, but no. Um, your biggest win is obviously Curtis Blades, but then your next two are Ty and Derek Lewis, and we know how those wins look recently. Yeah. Yeah, Curtis is really the only true test on there, I feel like, at the top level in that division. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a close fight. One thing I am excited, though, about this fight is I feel like it kind of brings the future to us now. Obviously, we'd rather see John and Stipe. But this was probably going to be the title fight after that fight either way. John and Stipe were probably both going to retire. So at least this way, we could get a champ and just kind of get the division moving. And I saw Brendan Schaub. He said... He said, if John's going to be out for a year, this should not be for an interim belt. It should just be for the vacant belt because Yuri and Jamal... Is it interim? They're saying interim right now. I think it should be vacant because look at Yuri and Jamal. Obviously, they're both not John Jones, but they had injuries for around the same time. John John's might be like a little shorter. Yeah. But, and I mean, what's the difference? I mean, if John gets the title shot either way, I guess the pay-per-view points. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, that ha- tragic in the uh, in the heavyweight division. We don't get to see the John Jones and um, Stipe fight that maybe we wanted. But yeah, division moves on. Now we get to see these two young guys go at it. Yeah, and uh, one more heavyweight question for you: Do you have an ideal next opponent for Francis, whether it be in boxing or in PFL MMA? He did even mention a crossover. He's called Stipe out saying he'd love to get the trilogy with Stipe now that John's out. So you got anything off the top of your head for Francis? I would love a Deontay Wilder or Anthony Joshua in boxing. I want to see Francis in boxing, bro. Box. Yeah. He's a man. I saw, I saw something that said Wilder's been training MMA for the last year and he'd be down to take the fight there. Maybe, maybe a one, a one in one boxing and MMA. Mm-hmm. Or you get that Mighty Mouse uh, Rod Tank style where they do one round boxing, next round MMA, next round boxing. I don't know how that would work with the gloves and the wraps because it's easier with uh, yeah. Muay Thai you'd and MMA. You'd probably have to do like kickboxing and boxing. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that would even that would be cool though. Just the leg kicks and everything that totally would change the fight. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but we move on this weekend. Big heavyweight matchup: Jelton Almeida versus Derek Lewis. <laughs> um, in Brazil this in Brazil this weekend, Johnson Almeida minus four fifty. Derek Lewis coming in on short notice plus three fifty. Um, I kind of I'm kind of I don't know. Every time I bet against Derek Lewis, he always somehow fucking does something. Um, mm-hmm. So I think Johnson Almeida here is just too sharp and too technical. But Derek Lewis seems to just be a what's the word fucking kryptonite for people who are technical. Um, again, I'm gonna pick Dalton Almeida here, but you never know with this dude. What do you think? Yeah. Don't give D. Lou a technician, but Almeida's grappling should get the job done in this one. I think he's a force on the ground. He's been able to 
um, just pretty much Dagestani everybody in the heavyweight division he's faced so far. So I don't really see why it would be different against Dilu at this point in his career. But I do got to throw it out there before Derek Lewis's last fight. A lot of people in his camp were saying that he just seemed way more motivated for that one. He seemed like he wanted to fight again in those three fights before that. When he got KO'd, he kind of looked like he was just there for a paycheck, which yeah. is that's what his team said, and that's what it looked like during the fights as well. But apparently we've got a motivated Derek Lewis now. He did look better in that last fight than he's looked in a long time with that flying knee right off the rip. But I... Oh, man, dude. I don't know. I mean, that Derek Lewis-Curtis Blades fight, remember he threw that uppercut at Blades? He was just timing that thing up. It's the yeah. thing with D. Lewis. He's, he's scary to bet against because at any moment he could put someone out of there. But Exactly. No, screw it. I'm going D. Lou. Yeah, underdog. Rock. I like it. May as well like go it. by knockout, right? And yeah, knockout. let me see what other... Oh, we got both the bomb fiend bros on the same card again. And there's a couple other guys I was kind of excited for, but. Oh, we've got my guy, Renat Fakramedov, back taking on Elizu Zaleski, the Brazilian. You best believe I'm taking Fakramedov here. He makes all his opponents just say fuck once, they get a, once he gets a hold of them. So that's my guy. Dude, I still think Fokker Madoff is a guy at that division. Yeah, he's, good. To it. he's good. He's a guy. Let me see how old he is real quick because that's really going to be 32. 32. He's got three more years. Yeah, he's good. And speaking of welterweights, there was a little drama this week. So Ian Gary, he's a guy that likes to go train around at a bunch of different gyms, learn different skill sets, new techniques, which I think it's smart. But... Leon Edwards' gym, uh, Team Renegade, they told him he can't train there anymore. They don't want him around the champ. They don't, you know, same was division, he, arrival. Was he training there consistently? He was, like, popping in and out. Just popping in and out. So okay. Ian Gary's quote on it, he said, Jim conflict is annoying. For me, why not have that other elite guy on the mat? Why not train with him? Why not have him push you? Why not learn and grow from each other? Well, I think it's because you're going to have to fight each other for the belt at some point is the way that Leon's team sees it. What's your opinion on that? Do you think the iron sharpens iron in that situation, or you think you should kind of have your own camps when it's someone you're going to fight? Obviously, I think iron sharpens iron in that situation, but in this situation, if you're not in my gym consistently and you're just kind of popping in and popping out, then no, because then I don't know what you're telling other people too. Mm-hmm. Now, if we grew up together and we were in the same gym through thick and thin, like we started together, like, yeah, cool. Like I this isn't no Rob situation right here. Yeah, it's not at all. Um, if he, So that's why I asked you, is he just popping in and out? Then yeah, I, I, I have no problem with Leon saying no. Um, yeah. I have no problem with that. I also, um, I think, but I want to say I don't. I don't think Ian's at that level yet. I think Leon could have used him for a couple more fights. That's true. Just a good body in there. Just yeah. Really. Yeah. Good striker. But yeah, I think I'm. I'm. All, like, I'm all for the teammates being together, and you. I, I should be able to stay. Um. But yeah, when it's like you're popping in and out and you're not here consistently with us grinding and you just want to come in for when you want to come in, like, nah, yeah. you, I'm not. 
I'm, I'm the champ. I have, I have too much to lose. I mean, you look no, at, really you look at um, Gilbert Burns and Usman. They they were in the gym grinding. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and we and they ended up fighting. And they and they they're in the and now they're back in the same gym. But um, yeah, I yeah. Think, Ian I think, Gary also spends a lot of time. He spends a lot of time at that gym too, Sanford. So yeah. I mean, that kind of that's another reason why Leon's team could be skeptical of it if Gary's going over training with them, learning some tendencies and tricks, and then going over to Sanford and telling all those guys what Leon's up to. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Victor Wembanyama's first couple games in the league? I think he's a guy. Um, I think that the Warriors are winning the finals. Whoa, that Kings game had to feel good seeing Bro, Steph, Steph is-, is on another level. <laughs> Every so year, he did, he did it Dylan Brooks, yeah. Bro, <laughs> you see what he did tonight? Uh, no, I saw the Pelicans game, I saw one where it was like, Was this a foul on Steph? And he just Bro. like cooked the dude, he had 42. Jeez, that's a 48 and 42 in his last couple games or something like that. Gosh, man. I love Steph. I wish he wasn't on my rival team because he's probably most likable player of all time or one of them. I'm telling you, bro. He's, he's on another level. He's he's a top five player of all time. It's like Draymond said. 30's top five and he ain't five. There's very few people like when people see Michael Jordan, it's like seeing a ghost. Like, I can't believe this dude's real. Um. Now, don't get me wrong. Do I think LeBron's better than Steph all time? 100%. But he doesn't have that effect. Very few people have that, like, this person's, like, not a real person, like, effect. I got you. Like, like they were talking about, like, it was it was literally Steph's teammates, and they were stretching in practice. And they were like, bro, like, I'm not trying to guard 30 today. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> he doesn't, they're like, he doesn't move so much. That's so he just runs around and runs around and runs around. And the dude was like, and one of I think it was like Gary Payton. He's like, Yeah, he's like, there's dudes that run around like him, but don't none of them dudes shoot it like him. He said, he said, and the dudes and the dudes that somewhat shoot it like him, they don't move like him. He said, They said, bro, literally, like they're literally talking like this, like me and you were talking, and and he's like on the court with them. Like he's like not a real person. And he's like, and he's like, Yeah, man, sometimes he just pissed me off. And for dudes in the NBA to be saying that, bro, I'm telling you, like, I wish people would like people that like don't recognize it or like don't appreciate it really like piss me off because it's just so it's it's literally greatness, bro. It's it's insane. Is so he's at four right now or five? He has four rings. Is that the same as Braun? He has two with KD. He has two with KD. He has one um, before KD and one after KD. It's a lot of rings, bro. That's hard. Over over almost a ten year span too. When did they that's win the why, first like, one? That's why like I get Draymond's declined and people talk shit about Draymond, but like I get where Draymond's coming from. Like motherfucker, I got four rings. Like Dude. I'm still I'm, yeah. I'm that guy. Part of the greatest team of all time, or one of them. Yeah, like and I and I was a key like contributor on that. Like I'm a leader on this team. Like I'm the best defensive player on the team like i'm a guy don't talk yeah. to me same with clay like right now clay's obviously not as good but man he lost y'all that first game against the suns yeah he's not very good he's not very good hopefully he gets better this year but, but if his jumper know. starts falling that's all it takes just like that again he's a weapon yeah 
But yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a good NBA season. I'm excited for college basketball too. Who you got any early early bird teams to watch um, out for that might not be on other people's radar? I don't want to say no one's radar because they're they're the number one team in the country, but Kansas can be a team that really goes like the old Kentucky teams and goes like thirty and zero. Like they're they're Ooh. good. Yeah, could they could very well do that? They got another white guy. They had Christian yeah, Brown got, and Grady Dick the last two years. They got a uh, Hunter Dickinson transferred from Michigan. No, he transferred there. Yeah. How has he not graduated yet? I thought he was like thirty. Grad transfer. Jeez, I guess the yeah. COVID saved everyone, paused everyone's yeah. clocks for three years. Yep. All right, yep. then I think I think that's all I got. Oh, did you see the McGregor yes, video sir. where he's in the interview and he's like, you know what Volkanovsky was talking about, about missing training and being hard on the brain? I go to that too. I've been out of work. For- <laughs> they, they've, they've kept this from me. <laughs> Yeah, man, I missed that fool. I hope I hope he comes back in the spring UFC 300. Yeah, bro, would yeah. that be would that be during March Madness? Imagine. Yeah, I know. If it is, if it is, we can't not go to Vegas. Even if we don't go to yeah, anything, bro, just just March yeah, Madness UFC 300. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. We'll we'll get some picks out later uh, this week. And yes, sir. I'll lock in. I will talk to you later.